sometimes when I took a picture of something and I, cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to get a cool quote. And there wasn't anything. I was like, what do you mean? I took a picture of a tire swing that's emptied and abandoned by a child. You don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> There's nothing prophetic for you to say here. Um, I, it's been a while, I think, right? When was the last, it, or it, um, it hasn't, it hasn't been as long as it has been in the past between, <laughs> between recordings, yeah. but it feels okay. like we've been very busy. A lot has changed. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, yeah. we don't yeah. like each other anymore, but we are contractually obligated to finish <laughs> we, the season. A lot has changed. Last time we recorded, I was not tired. <laughs> Now yeah. tired. Time. That's what, that's if you're listening to us, we're all hungover. I'm not no, hungover. I'm, I'm just hungover. exhausted. Mm. Are you hungover a little? No, I guess I don't. I don't drink that often, so I don't, I'm not really certain if this is hungover or just tired. I'm still the, drunk, Jimmy. <laughs> yes, yeah. I had to go to the doctor for my liver. I don't get hungover anymore. <laughs> I'm just. I just get ill. <laughs> Jack threw a rager last night. I and Jack threw a it rager. was definitely not a rager, but he threw lamp shades on the head. Totally. Like the address for this party was. Um, <laughs> I forgot about the culture of lampshades on the head. <laughs> what is that? Does that just come from like Animal House or something? Like it maybe. must be. I also weirdly associate that with like office parties, like crazy office parties. Right. Mm. Like a, like the office Christmas party where like, you know, the secretary to the financial affairs gets two turns. Yeah. yeah. We're all yeah. like running around with our nice button down shirts pulled out of our pants, like tucked out and all that. I, of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of a single party that w- was like that, that I went to. And it was like a, it was like a minor version of it because I was, um, I guess underage, if you will. Um, oh, I thought you meant like it was a small version, of it, not a minor version. <laughs> oh, oh, I actually, I <laughs> unintentional, um, both, both minor, like, like it, I probably thought it felt like yeah. crazy or whatever. I've never been to like, um, what's that movie? The X. Oh, Project X. Pro- I've never been to like a. What is this movie? Big, it's like a movie about a big party, oh, basically. Okay. Yeah, I, I've never been to something like that before. No. I think. Uh, I, feel, I feel like the. I've I've been at crazy like medium sized parties, but just thrown out of someone's like apartment. Not yeah, I've never like been a, to like a, a warehouse house. like yeah. rave vibe. I I haven't been to a party where it's feasible that you would go upstairs and find people like in bedrooms doing things, you know? Mm. I feel like all the parties are like that I've been to in that are have been big are pretty contained to a to a couple of rooms. It's not you, throughout the house. You know what I, And I, I see that in movies a lot. I see yeah, like, you know, yeah. oh like there's people chatting and drinking on the stairs. You know? You know yes. what I mean? Like, like never it's been so one crowded that it's like people spread out. To yeah. The rooms that aren't meant to be mm-hmm partied in at this moment exactly yeah. yeah is that just a is this just a wealth thing we we don't have the wealth to know people in uh <laughs> well, i don't I think okay. i was popular i, I feel like this is more i wonder how much this is influenced just by movies mm-hmm. like this is what movie production designers and second ads who stage background actors think right. a party looks like you sure know, it's that like, probably has something to do with it that. just looks visually cool to have a bunch of people like you guys have seen easy a right uh, a long yeah. time ago. There's yeah. like this moment from it that is so bewildering always where they um Emma Stone's character comes in and she's like trying to fake that she's like gonna hook up with this guy. And she asks the host, like, where's a room that we can go to, like, to have sex? And it's like, you know, heavily implied that that's what she's asking for. And the host says, You can use my room. Oh. And it's so bewildering. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never been to a party like that where you have to offer your room. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> because that's what a good host would do. <laughs> is you, you can use my room. Oh, my God. Last night, that would not have been tenable because my PC monitor was lying on the bed <laughs> because I just took it out of the office. <laughs> and I, I, there's no way I would. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not in that room. No. We got to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's like you walk in and you see the PC monitor and it like, you're so turned on. Right. <laughs> the, the, the high fidelity graph. I'll, yeah. I'll, put, I'll put the monitor on the like nightstand so I can watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the monitor's in the cock chair. <laughs> watch it. I feel like it's, it's either that or it's like you're on the bed with, you know, whoever you're having sex with and yeah. then it's like 
you keep trying to bring the monitor <laughs> yeah. into it, and yeah. like it's like I'm thinking of this. I'm 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 a film a filmmaker, so I think of the camera. But like yeah. uh-huh. it's like the it keeps coming into the frame, and <laughs> the person you're with is like, what what what? No, like <laughs> it starts pushing it away, and you're like, no, oh sorry sorry sorry, I, I didn't mean to push you. Oh, I thought you were cool. <laughs> yeah, like I know I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Oh okay, and then you start making out again or whatever, and then comes back <laughs> and like, start bringing it in. It's like I said no. Like, oh my god. <laughs> What's the what was the rager culture like at NYU, Jack? Because I'm imagining okay. that you have these parties, but all of the apartments are a closet. Well, this like, is actually I'm so glad you asked this because what is hilarious about the NYU party vibe is that it is equal parts like college party still. Mm-hmm. So there's like is like that sort of vibe of like yeah, like lampshade on head kind of energy of like a bunch of kids, but then there's also always like. I went to the biggest party I went to at NYU was the Film Frats Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And that was like a hundred plus people easily in this like giant apartment complex. And it was like there was beer pong on this like courtyard patio. Mm-hmm. And they had like rented out like the multi purpose room of the building or whatever to have the party. But despite like the trappings of a college party with like beer pong or whatever, it was mostly like film bros having like Negronis <laughs> and like talking about movies and yeah. like there was a little cocaine like you know okay, that was, yeah that's the the hardest i've ever gone in my life the, and this is how lame i am is that i was at an nyu party and offered a line of cocaine and went this is probably the best time to try it mm. and then i went this is a bad idea <laughs> like backed away because my my mom had done cocaine in the 80s and mm-hmm. she was like I think I borrow a lot of the same addictive qualities that my mom has. And she's like, I, she used to be like heavy, heavy smoker quit mm. when she got pregnant with me and my sister, but she did cocaine in the eighties once. And she was like, I did it once. And I was like, if I do this again, it's going to be a problem. This will be a problem for yeah. the rest of my life. You know? And I feel like that's the story that horrifies me about really, really addictive substances like that is people who say they did it once and they went, Oh no. Yeah. This is a problem for me forever now. You know? And I, I feel that I unfortunately have that. That's, quality. that's wise of you. I feel like, I mean, that's the thing. If you never start, you aren't going to have that addiction Well, and I already have first plenty of addictive qualities. Like, <laughs> Your addiction dance card is full. Yeah, I'm nursing many other addictions. Right. So, so yeah. in that party, you said an apartment complex. So again, is it like people are in the hallways and then there's like different apartments they're going well, into? This was definitely an exception because this complex was, they clearly had rented out like, it was like a big multi-purpose mm-hmm. like floor or something pipes or something yeah <laughs> it's like a big multi-purpose uh room or something okay. but most of them were like shoebox apartments sure yeah with like people on the fire escape and like you know yeah. dangling out of every window basically right, right. it was pretty pretentious and gross <laughs> kids were so stupid they're, they're like all like 1920 and like pretending that they're like i don't know they're like in a Wes Anderson movie. Or right. Something, yeah, they're you know? all holding unlit cigarettes. They all have cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, a huge smoking culture at NYU. Um, literally, I remember I had a, my sophomore year, we had a, um, like this one class on, it was Monday. It was like all day. It was like, you'd be from there from like 10 to one, have a lunch break, and then like two to six. Mm-hmm. And literally on lunch, it would be like, everyone would go get lunch and then smoke. <laughs> like, literally, we all like go outside and smoke. But, um, it's just like everyone's just like sitting on balconies with yeah, like unlit cigarettes, being like, "I when's the last time you ever truly felt alive?" You know, it's <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh man, yeah, I I feel like most of the ragers that I've been to have been like, they're so chaotic that you really can only enjoy it if you are also trashed. Like they're not like fun to go and like chat with someone or well, hang out or whatever. I was going to say I feel like sometimes the bigger a party is the less likely I am to drink. Do you get that feeling? Yeah, I just I feel, feel like if it's more if it's smaller and intimate, I'm more likely to be comfortable being sort of the vulnerability of mm. being like mm-hmm. you know truly like inebriated but if it's like a really big party i'm nursing like a single beer the entire night kind yeah. of situation i guess i would agree with that in so far as i probably am not having a good time in that scenario <laughs> so i'm nursing a single beer so i can leave at any moment yeah um, yeah that's super fair the bigger a party gets the more it's like you're thinking about the escape route yeah i think you know yeah <laughs> This is this is gonna sound lame. It's okay. Is that fine? Yeah. I mean, like where it is a video game podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to imagine everyone. Lame. 
But I guess also the people that are listening to us are babies, if you will. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. They they're like I mean I'm guessing they're not huge partiers themselves. No. If you're listening to if you're if you're spending you know uh, upwards of an hour and a half with us. Yeah. L- learning about this you very not, niche I'm, video I have game. News for you. <laughs> you're yeah. not probably partying. The only party that you're in is a. Fortnite squad of four. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> devastating. I'm wearing. I'm always trashed. Entire yeah. <laughs> time of that. I, yeah, the the spectrum of how much I'm drinking versus how much I'm not drinking is big rager, barely drinking at all. Fortnite on a Thursday, <laughs> blackout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blackout drunk. I I blackout and I wake up to the victory royale. <laughs> like, oh, what happened? But, but, but I won. But I won. Wake up to Peely with the lampshade on his head. <laughs> Dude, yeah, dancing. doing the gritty. Doing the gritty. <laughs> victory royale. <laughs> <laughs> The idea of being blackout drunk and winning <laughs> is so funny. It's the only way because you, you just have to let go of your, I of your stressors. And we, got, we gotta get back. I would love to I play would Fortnite again. Love to. We were gonna play three weeks ago, yeah, and like that. my Fortnite kept crashing. Yeah, it was Robert so annoying. Yeah, I, I have since re-downloaded. I haven't tried again, so hopefully that fixes yeah, it. Yeah, we gotta we gotta try that again. Anyway, so you were gonna say that. something about Lame. how not cool you are. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was saying that this conversation may come oh. across. Is 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 uncool or mm. like um, you know uh, out out of touch? Maybe is like yeah. the word mm. that I'm looking for. But I I don't mind that at all. No, I think that big raging parties are kind of lame. Honestly, I think so everyone could f- pretty much agree on that. Yeah. So I, if, I think for anyone a... who's going to judge us, saying like, well, like you're you're you haven't really partied unless think... we're talking like money behind it. Like I'm thinking mm. some big like yeah. crazy like you know, tiger walking around, like, you <laughs> know, like crazy, sure. you know, like indoor mm. skydiving, like kind of thing. Those yeah. can be kind of fun if they have like activities, you know, yeah. beyond just like drinking. And I, I know this is partial to the type of party that I threw last night with my, like, it, it feels like to me, I think that's what everyone secretly craves. Everyone secretly mm-hmm. wants a party that's like mid-sized yeah. with like food, drink, some activities. Yep. Talking and hanging out, you yeah. know, like that's what I think everybody deeply wants. But there's like this culture that perpetuates this idea that you should want mm-hmm. to go to like an EDM right. festival yeah. style party. Well, I I wonder if that stems from not wanting to have any like awkward moments where you're like, oh, if I've just got the music blasting and a hundred people here, there's never gonna be a moment. Where everyone stops talking for a second. Say the well, quiet d- part well, loud. Like, well, yes, dr- that drugs is what I think also it is. play yeah. into those big ones, right? Like, if you're not uh, sure. into drugs, like, then that's that's going to be boring too. Probably. I think it completely is about drowning out the inner demons, you mm-hmm. know, like, and which is fine because again, we all have vices that we do that with, you know, mm-hmm. to like drown out the intrusive thoughts. But it's like, I don't like when people pretend like that's not what you're doing. That it's sure. like what you're doing when I go out. To, to a big rager or like whatever it's like oh no it's because i'm like so cool and aloof about it it's like mm-hmm. no it's like just say what it is it's like you want to go out and get trashed and not think like you know yeah. which is not, fine which is fine it's not mm-hmm. a big deal at all it's like that's what we we all have our ways of doing that sure every yeah. every party can't be a party for the end of the world yeah mm-hmm. exactly completely um but you know what is uh, a party an event for the end, for the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's the game we're here to talk about today. You really were like, I, I really threading that needle. I really got it. Welcome to the Lads of Game Podcast. I'm Lad Robert. I'm Lad Jack. I'm Lad Jimmy. And we are here today for to talk about the first game and for of, a very special episode. A very, special a very episode. spooky episode. A very sp- uh, well, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah I'm we like, just had a Halloween party last night. I'm like, look, I'm looking well, at the then, calendar. I'm like, can I get this out yeah. before <laughs> before October is over? Yeah. Well, I can. I definitely can. Great. So that this is a very scary, very episode. special, Ooh. very spooky Ooh. episode. We all um, have flashlights under our faces. Yeah, it's near. <laughs> it's it's near Halloween. Um, this game has sort of an autumnal vibe. Definitely to autumnal, me. not spooky. Not per spooky, se. but a little autumnal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also the first game of season four. Welcome to season four. Welcome to season four officially kicking it off. Kicking with off the season with a season. Season well, exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're here today. We're, we're here today to talk about. Uh, 
a game called Season, A Letter to the Future. Yes. Um, and I guess just to jump in, um, Jack, I believe you have something prepared. Yes, you believe correctly. Um, so if you don't know what this game is, Season, A Letter to the Future is a 2023 adventure game developed and published by Scavenger Studio. The player controls a young woman from a small village documenting the world as it comes to an end. The game was released in January 2023 for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Windows. We, um, I played on PC. I played on PS5. You both played on PS5? Which I, because you said that they encouraged you to put a controller in. Yeah, they, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I had loaded it. the haptic feedback was really good for this game. Yeah. Yeah. It it felt appropriate on home console. I, I, you know, it felt, I, I don't know how much I benefited from it on the controller, like I definitely felt that like haptics, um, or at least the adaptive like triggers on mm-hmm. it. Um, but I felt like the reason that they probably suggest a controller is that I probably should have played this game lounged on my couch, like laying yeah. down <laughs> versus like, like upright, yeah, yeah, like on a computer. Um, so that made it um a little bit better, but yeah. Anyway, so I we, I, I played on PC and then um, Led Jack and Led Jimmy played on PS5, but mm-hmm. I think it, essentially the same experience. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not super super different. I think um yeah, just ultimately it's like with the controller because there's the, some interesting haptic feedback stuff that I think they did. I think honestly it was pretty good for yeah mm-hmm. considering the size of the studio in the game, like pretty good stuff. Totally. Yeah. Anyways, good. well let's go around and um mm-hmm. give our our quick ratings and yeah um, and reviews. Uh, actually try and be quick about this. I realize yeah. that with most of the time, I always say, oh, yeah, let me wrap this up. And then seven, <laughs> seven to nine See, minutes quick, later. Quick, quick blurb, a few sentences. We'll go into it. Who's first? Am I first? Either one of you guys. I'll go first. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll go first. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so this was this was really fun. I, I had a really good time playing this game. Um, it was definitely... Um, you know, f- fell closer into that category of like interactive art mm-hmm. versus video game, but I think carried enough to justify it being a game, you mm-hmm. know, where like last, the last game we played actually, Stray Gods, I feel like it's the opposite, where mm-hmm. it really didn't justify yeah. being a game. Uh, this I felt like did. Um, the aesthetics were really, really cool. It was pure, like, vibes. Um, the the game was enough to, like, obviously there's no, like, challenge involved within. Like, it's pretty, like, straightforward. But it gave you enough to, like, um, take what you want out of it, you know? Like, I could, I could explore the area and get all the little tidbits and, like, you know, poetic, like, sort of, you know, monologues from the protagonist there and get... Um, what I wanted, or I could just kind of like, you know, vibe around a little bit and, 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 and finish it. Love the music. The story was simple enough, but I thought, I actually thought impactful. And the more I think about it, I was like, oh, that was like really nice. Like I remember feeling like, you know, very um, uh, emotional with it. Um, uh, I, I don't think it's like perfect. Obviously, I think there's, you know, the, just the lack of a gameplay makes the ceiling a little bit lower for something like this. Um, I was looking at the lad language, which you can find on our Instagram if you want to know like how we rate the games. There's there's a comment in my rating, which I'll just say is I give I'm giving this a four lads um, for a season um, that mentions something about rip, I would replay this. I don't think I would go back to this game mm. again. I don't know if it really enticed me enough or has enough in there that I think I would get anything from like a replay, but um, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't have much much bad to say about it. It just kind of has like a lower ceiling for me, which is why it's a four instead of anything else. But um, yeah, I I, I had a great time uh, for lads. Amazing. Um, I, uh, yeah, I I definitely agree with a lot of what you said, Robert. I'll come out and say I am also at a four out of five um, but definitely a four leaning <laughs> four point five. Oh my god. That's that's <laughs> we're a back season four. Yeah. Season four we're leaning. Um I'm oh, a four yeah. leaning four point five. I really, really liked this game. This game left a very positive impression on me. Um I, I think it was very emotional and very contemplative. I love the whole idea of um, you know, oh, it's the end of the world. Like, what are you collecting? What are you gonna bring with you? Um, you know, into this new world or this next chapter. I was really interested with the world building mm-hmm. um, and the the history of this world uh, that the game takes place in and how there's like different eras that are 
Um, unlike, you know, our world where there are eras that kind of bleed into the next, this one is like eras that are very um, separated and isolated from one another, with the exception of a few things that people take with them into it. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was a very interesting world. Um, I think the best thing I can say about this game, it being an indie game, and we've played a few of those now over the last little bit, um, I think of a game for me, at least like Tunic, and I think of a game that you just mentioned, Stray Gods, that um, a lot of what I've had to say about those games are like, I appreciate what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really, you know, despite my overall feelings, like I like that this exists and I like that they went for it, but they didn't just quite, they didn't quite land the plane. I think that Season is a game that mostly lands its tricks um, and it mostly successfully you know, uh, accomplishes what it wanted to accomplish. I think that the gameplay was very fun. I think that's actually where my one uh, critique comes in is that there were a few, I would say like set piece uh, gameplay elements that were so much fun, so engaging, really took this idea of, of, of like recording things to bring into the next era and like really played with it. They were so fun that I wish there was a few more. Uh, they were a little few and far between for me. Um, but ultimately I was super engaged. I fully completed the, the journal. Um, I, for every single page really took a lot of time to decorate my scrapbook. Mm -hmm. I was wondering in the beginning if I was going to tire on that mechanic. And it, for me, I was always really engaged and wanted to put together a good scrapbook. Cause in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I'm trying to bring this with me into the future. So I want this to look good. Um, uh, last thing I'll say is like I was compelled to go back and get a full completion on all the pages as well, which I think is a sign of a good game that it um, that I felt encouraged to do so. Um, yeah, I, I would I, I think that, as you said, Robert, there is a ceiling to this type of game. And unfortunately, because there was just a couple of moments where it dragged a little bit, I think it ultimately does bring it down. I'll go a four out of five, but a really, really positive four out of five. Like I I think about this game still um and I, I would replay it so four out of five well hey i'm at a four out of five too Yay! so look at that strong yeah uh, i'll just open with that because there's no point in being secretive but <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah i also really really liked this game i thought it was so unique um i it's funny i, I read this um review of it after i finished that was super I, I thought pretty mean-spirited about, like, the tone of the game. The, the reviews of this game where it's so, like, lack of brain. It really gives, like, you know, uh, TikTokers complaining about movies being three hours or whatever. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, like, calm down. Like, I know they use a lot of big words, but, like, mm -hmm. it's just not that. Like, I think they see it as some sort of, like... I think a lot of people saw this game as pretentious. I really felt like it felt super earnest no, to me. So yeah, genuine. Which to so me, so like, genuine. if something is earnest, if if it's really intelligent, let's say, or like really like lofty, but earnest, it can't be pretentious in my mm -hmm. mind. Like pretension comes from like being lofty and hyper intelligent, but like self-satisfied and like, mm -hmm. oh, look how cool. But like this just felt so earned the mm -hmm. whole way through for me. Um that the gameplay was super, super unique. Like, as you were all both saying, like, it's so, the scrapbook was really, really fun. Um, I loved riding around on the bike and the, the environments were super cool. Um, yeah, aesthetic is great. I think um, the story to me really, really works. Like, I basically don't have any complaints about the way the story worked. My only drawback from this game is that I do think, weirdly, there's a pacing issue, which is that, when you get to, so the, the game is structured, you know, where it's like you go through the town, you go through like a couple of the other environments and mm -hmm. then it opens up into Tiang Valley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, it took me a while to understand that Tiang Valley was the middle and end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> like that this is the biggest section of this game that you're going to play. And when I caught onto that, it does have this unfortunate side effect in my mind, which is that it made me nervous about leaving the valley before I saw everything. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is like, not a fair critique necessarily because I don't think it was intentionally designed this way. I just think that um, the beginning, the pace was really working for me where it's like, well, it's just like a super limited area. It's easy enough to find a, the number of things you need to get the page and move on. And I don't mind the idea of the game opening up into slightly bigger areas, but I think it was a mistake to be so bottleneck hmm. where it's like very constrained and then opens up really big and then is really constrained again in the last like 
second where you're going down the beach. It just makes the it made to me. I, I felt at the end of the game, I was riding around Tiang Valley, ready to move on with the story. But I was like, oh, I want to find all the pages and like <laughs> do all the things. So I was like, just sort of biking around looking for extras and look at which is to me, it, it's fun gameplay. And I, to your point, Jimmy, I like that it like encourages. Me. I want to do it, mm-hmm. but it does make me feel like okay now i'm just like i'm not in the vibe of the story i mean i'm just like collecting tokens you know so right. i think that was a just a slight misstep i think it would have been better if they sort of constrained open a little bit constrained open you know just to give it a little more pace um or uh rather like a more intentional pace mm-hmm. um but i just think it's like super polished and interesting and unique and they just really went they went they you could feel them going for broke Mm -hmm. you know they didn't hold anything back and i actually this is one of the only times where i think i've seen two endings it's like this and ghost of tsushima Mm -hmm. i've seen two endings like oh those both work Mm -hmm. those both feel really interesting you know and like um both have a really cool like uh message about it's like it lets you decide what you think the game is about Mm -hmm. which i think is cool like that it's like it's not right or wrong and it's not like good ending, bad ending, or like you didn't do all the stuff. So you get the, yeah. not the true ending. It's just asking you, the player, what do you think the message of this game is? Mm-hmm. And I think that was really interesting. So we'll, yeah, we'll get into it, but I completely agree. There's so much agency in this mm-hmm. game, um, which, yeah, I want to elaborate on more, but I, I agree with that. We should, I, um, is there a way in the game? I didn't even look into it to like, I wish there was a way to, maybe there is to like download your scrapbook. Like share them. Yeah. yeah I wish I could like cool. share my scrapbook. It'd be very yeah. cool. That'd be, I'd love to see your guys' pages, you mm-hmm. know? I, I went back and, uh, I, and I, again, I feel like I really put a lot of thought into each of those pages. So it'd be yeah. fun to share. Oh, I do have one other note about the pages, which is that I loved that you could put the sound clips mm-hmm. with the little sketches into it. I hated that all of them had a little play button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the amount of times that I would put those sketches in and then crop it so that the play button would be off the page so oh. that I could just see the sketch. That's cool though. I like that. Yes, but I had to work. <laughs> Great. Cool. Amazing. Well, let's take a a quick break here and then we'll come back and talk about gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Hello. Um, You keep doing that. You keep coming in with, with, welcome back. Hello. Hi. Um, What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up, season fans? Hey, hey there, babies. I feel We're like um, the What's up, season fans. It's like those um, those TikTokers who like they hold the iPhone mic <laughs> oh, up to their yeah. mouth. You know, totally. They're just like swallowing the mic, basically. Yeah. Um, uh. I I do feel like it's important to reestablish that um, our fans are called babies. Yes, for just because we've only yeah. yeah because we've only done this. once maybe like we we've said it out loud once and then have referenced it a couple times but if you're new here you're a baby you're a baby baby. (laughs) you're a sweet baby you're a sweet you're a baby baby do you want food our our fans our fans are babies and they want food yeah and, I think and we should we're ask the babies if they want food <laughs> <No>. <laughs> with their dads. Yeah, we're three dads we're taking care of all these babies. The, the Sometimes the family is three dads and a million babies. <laughs> <laughs> a million babies. <laughs> so many. You don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah, but there's three of us. So yeah, we have to. We that's have enough. That's, that's like, like 333,000 babies a person. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, when you put it that way, that's very manageable. Yeah. Anyway, what are we fucking talking about? Uh, here? Gameplay? Season, gameplay. Season gameplay. Yeah. yeah I, um, I'll, great. Do, I'll go first. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. I mean, I thought it was unique. I thought, again, it's like kind of, you know, you take what you want out of it. If you want to, you know, walk around and do some extra sound recording or photography, you totally can. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found myself like really um, enjoying you know, because I played with headphones, mm-hmm. um, which yes. is, I think, is a requirement Absolutely of this game. Requirement like to have a good headset. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I loved when I would be walking around and I would hear something yeah. that yeah. like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Break out the recorder. The and it was great because you get the, so the little vibration when you were on a sound that was going to be something worth recording. Yeah, so it was just totally. a little suggestion of like, yep, you're right. <clears throat> like, take a second, record it, which was great. Yeah. I loved to reference what I was saying earlier. I feel like there's a few 
moments that were what I'm calling like the set pieces of the game. It was mostly in um, Tiang Valley. Um, and the one that stood out to me the most was the woman and her child moving away from the I home. I loved oh that set piece. And yeah. getting to go through the belongings and um, decide like which of the three items yeah. she should keep. And then sometimes, I don't think it was with everyone, or maybe it was, but there's a few where then you got to decide between the two that were left over, which one yeah. you wanted to take. Yeah. I don't know how how I really want to put this, but I really like that there is that choice. And again, that agency that I have as the player to make a decision of like, which book do I want? And like it really thinking of, okay, I'm going into a new world. What is going to be most important? important. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter at all for the game. Like it doesn't actually change anything, but I was so invested in those yeah. little decisions. And yeah. I think that's a, a huge compliment. I completely agree. I mean, we talked about this with Stray Gods. Like one of the things that I really didn't enjoy about that game is that you kind of feel like you can go through every choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a mistake for choice-based games. Like yeah. make me pick one. Yeah. And it's it, finite. Yeah. But, I love the memories in the beginning where with your mom, where you, she's making you dependent oh, and you have to pick yeah. the objects in the room. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. I spent so long with that. I spent like yeah. literally an hour yeah, going right. through that room and picking the ones and I s- wanted. such a great introduction to the character. You see a little and the sketch world, of the dad. Too. Like the the sort of, I loved the, I mean, this is more narrative, but just like, I loved how that gameplay element introduces like the soft world building elements, you know? Totally. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I agree with everything that you said, Jimmy. I think it was really nice. And what I think ultimately fits this, the vibe of this game well is there's really like no wrong choices you know what mm-hmm. i mean like you're you have to make a choice yeah. but it doesn't feel like oh fuck like if i pick the wrong one then i'm like gonna yeah. ruin and have to like load a save Again, you know it's what i mean not the thing yeah. of like you're feeling like am i gonna get the bad ending or the good ending you right. know yeah. which i feel like that's such a mistake too in mm-hmm. these types of games but this is like it's again it's just the game is asking this is to me really truly like a mechanic of this mm-hmm. game is that it's asking you what you think what you're saying, Jimmy, is worth taking into a new world. Yeah. yeah. What do you think this story is about? What do you think is important about humanity? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's so, that's like so interesting. Right. I, I remember going back to that mother for a second. There was the choice of the paintings. Um, yeah. And I, there, were, there were three of them. One was like a self-portrait of her late husband. One was a portrait of her yeah. um, that she didn't like, but yeah. her husband made of her. And then there was a third one. I don't remember the third one. But deciding and then really thinking like, okay, if this is like a grieving mother who's lost her husband, do, do I want to give the the self-portrait of the husband? But maybe that'll make her sad. Maybe yeah. she's going to get hung up on him yeah. if she keeps looking. So maybe I'll take the 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 drawing that he did of her, but she hates it. So yeah. like, is that, but maybe she needs to learn to like it. Those th- And again, when you make that choice, it's not like, oh, cool, you chose this painting. You get a plus six to your attack now. Or yeah. Like, yeah. That would be so stupid if this <laughs> game had like stats. So dumb, your like, bike now has a gun. <laughs> I, I felt more invested in those choices that have no gameplay um, uh, consequence at all than I do in most of these fucking skill tree games. Yeah, well, because because it is finite. Oh, man, it's so good. Making a choice finite immediately gives it stakes because you're disappearing the other one. Yeah. You can't access the other one after that. What did, what did you end up picking there? For that I, one? I I went with uh, the portrait that he did of her. <laughs> Me too. And oh, I, God, I don't remember. And her. I loved that because my thought process behind that was like, you don't love it now, yeah. but you're going to really love like, learning about this and yeah. that was her dialogue it yeah. was like he was like yeah like you know this gives me something to still like think about with yep. him so, something to that effect like mm-hmm. oh i'll still be like I, there's this mystery here of me finding out why he thinks yeah. this represents and i thought it was like so beautiful right it's it really so nice. good i also really liked in the choice-based gameplay elements of it i love the finite nature of the conversations that you have with the elder and with your friend who has the prophetic dream. Oh yeah. You can't go through that sequence. Yeah. The elder sequence was one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is so interesting. And again, we'll talk about that narrative, but like just in terms of gameplay, like I love that it wasn't, I hate dialogue trees where you go down one. There's like, which do you want to ask her about? You know, do you want to ask her about the the cruise? Do you want to ask her yeah. about this? And then you pick one and you go through the whole thing and then it goes back to ask another question. It's right. like, yeah. well, then who cares? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, why even make me pick? Just read them all to me. We, you know. we, we had said it, but, you know, with Stray God, there's like two 
moments in particular where you have a number of items to look at or whatever and you you literally just go through them until you hit the one that progresses the story well, with stray gods so you're talking, and not to just turn this into a stray gods bashing podcast mm-hmm. but like it, we talk about the stray gods where it's like it, you walk into the party and it's like go talk to four of the gods and then you talk to all four of them and then a secret fifth one pops up it's like yeah. oh that's the one you actually need to progress yeah. the story right it's like again i don't want to do everything yeah. especially because i find that so tedious you know yeah. and this I love the conversations when I found it I was like oh I only get to ask her one and then cool and you know if I want to find out I have to go through again you know well I felt like every choice that I made I was building the character that I was creating in the protagonist well and again it's asking Mm -hmm. you what do you find interesting about the elder story do you want to hear about like it's it's really engaging you on what you find fascinating about the story you know and I think that's I also think in going back to the journal a little bit and sort of like again like the same kind of idea we're talking about but I love that there were some sections where there was a very specific thing that you needed to fill the journal with like they said it needs to be like this item and they gave you like a a visual clue or something to what it was I love I thought that was such a smart choice the like oh this one is a photo this is like Mm-hmm. A sketch of some kind. That yeah. You're for. So they so they would give you the ones that you needed to do because it would progress like the story and the world building or whatever. But it made it like easy enough that it didn't feel like a challenge. It's like okay, yeah. this is. But you still had to look for it, right, and figure it out. And then the rest of them was like, okay, what do you want to fill it with yeah. to yeah. beat it? So you so there were, again there was no wrong choices. Just what do you think is nice? And yeah, you could like you know just take four pictures in a row and like fill it or whatever. Yeah. Like if you wanted to, but. You know, if, if you want to be intentional about it, yeah. like you totally can. And that that was another one of the the great choices that you had to make because I had several several pages where I had to leave things off of the book because yeah. I just yeah. didn't have space for it. But things that I really liked, and then again having to think like, all right, what am I? What is this book going to tell the future here? Like, which of the sketches of the animals am I going to bring in with yeah. me or whatever? Um, yeah, this game really, really is engaging. Which is it's funny that you mentioned you wouldn't replay it because that's going to be different every single time. Yeah, I just think there there's something about it that, I mean, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll revisit this, that I feel like there's this magic there of like seeing it the first time yeah. that I don't know if I would be able I to capture again. I think it would feel repetitive to yeah, play it again because maybe. it is ultimately asking... The, here's I, I will offer I, a lot of praise today about this game. I will offer some critiques now in the gameplay. I do think it is ever so slightly repetitive, especially towards the end. What I was talking about with when you're in Tiang Valley, and I was really feeling that itch to collect everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I really am like going to this spot, taking some pictures, and and you know, still doing it intentionally. Like, wasn't rushing through it, but it's like it, it does ever so slightly tire out now i will say that one thing i did love about this game is that they had that little title card at the beginning that Mm -hmm. said we encourage you to play this game at your own pace Mm -hmm. whether that can be that's one hour or 20 you know like so i love that they definitely that did help relax me a little bit Mm -hmm. you know i think honestly it's like i'm just still always reeling from the trauma of red dead redemption 2 (laughs) i'm just always nervous that i'm doing something wrong and that i'm building up to the bad ending and i'm like nervous that i'm fucking it up and that like did put me at ease a little bit but there was still that fear in tiang valley when because i went to i thought i had gotten everything and then Mm -hmm. i went to the shrine and they were like they gave you that classic message of like if you go, she's, I yeah. actually really liked this game's one where she goes, it's like her because the character narrates, mm-hmm. you know, herself a lot. And I love it. She goes up to the shrine and she goes, I knew once I stepped through the shrine, <laughs> I would not come back to the valley. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that you want to progress? <laughs> you know? Yeah. As I so, stepped up to the shrine, I thought to myself, maybe should, have I gotten all the collectibles? Maybe <laughs> I should save my game. <laughs> but I, you know, I got there and then yeah. I was like, oh shit, I feel maybe I should poke around more so I was I did more and it turns out I had missed stuff so I'm glad that I went back but it was like that is the moment in games where I do feel myself not get annoyed per se but just I'm like oh man I I am ready to progress but I feel compelled Mm. to do so I don't want to miss things you know and it's like I I feel like it would have been again to what I was saying earlier my little pre-review is just like I think this game could have benefited from a little bit of funneling at times so that Mm. it's not so because Tiang Valley it's an amazing set piece of a map. Like 
the way did you guys do the um the like who is the god of the flowers and who's the god mm. of the yeah like that puzzle is really interesting where you have to go to different spots in the map to like piece it all together yeah. mm-hmm. um so i thought that was super cool like it, it's it's really well designed i just think it's it creates this weird pacing thing where you're expecting the game to be all these tiny enclosed levels mm-hmm. and then it opens up so big mm-hmm. And stays big for the majority of the game and then shrinks out. I think the reason for that, because I had a similar experience, I I snapped out of it kind of quick. But, you know, the the lead into the game to me made it feel like you're going to explore the world and Mm -hmm. and to to figure out what you're bringing to the next place. And so when I got to Tiang Valley, I was like, okay, this is one stop on my journey. I'll probably hit three of these places or whatever. But when it, when I was like, Oh, this is actually quite a big map. I could tell, you know, and, and I had a sense that this game wasn't super long. So I figured out pretty quickly. And then with what you're talking about with the repetition, I think, you know, just kind of based on the aesthetic and vibe, I made some sort of assumption that the intention behind this was like, leaning like almost therapeutic you know what i mean mm-hmm. just sort of this like a you know this this game is is very much like um um what are those things called with the sand uh rakes and oh zen garden like a zen garden you know what i mean where mm-hmm. like it's it's not really you can kind of do whatever you want yeah. you can kind of start it over and so i i think i figured that out quickly and then so made my own choices there but i did the only time where i was I felt disappointed in that sort of repetition was when um, even if it's not a main thing, sometimes when you took a picture or recorded a sound of something, there'd be some sort of like extra like a little quote or like yeah. thought from her. Sometimes when I took a picture of something and I, cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to get a cool quote. And there wasn't anything. I was like, what do you mean? I took a picture of a tire swing that's <laughs> emptied and abandoned by a child. You don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> There's nothing prophetic for you to say here. Yeah. Um, but, I feel that. But, but um, I'll, I'll offer another minor critique that didn't really bother me. Um, gameplay wise was that sometimes the controls like I got stuck a bunch of times and I had to like reset the game a little bit or hmm. you know the bike would get a little like locked somewhere and yeah the bike get, did get stuck for me a couple yeah times. But like the, the, you could call the bike yeah you yeah exactly. reset it for the, sure. the bike yeah. the bike would get locked or like I'd get in this weird like POV where I couldn't like I, I was locked in this weird thi- um uh, pers- uh, perspective that oh, I couldn't like move or whatever, and I had to like reset or whatever. Hey, not not a huge deal. It, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it took me out of it, but there was some like clunkiness there. Um, so, but again, fairly minor. I also loved me. the um, the camera controls. I thought it was mm-hmm. so cute that you could do you could rack focus and yeah. like do super shallow depth of field or whatever, and add the little filters. Yeah, this game has a lot of in terms of gameplay. I think the strongest element of it is honestly the um, the polish in terms of um, not necessarily mechanical polish, yeah. to your point about like yeah. glitching, but just stupid shit. Like you can ring the press L to ring yeah. the bell on the bike. Like I just love shit like that. That it's like it's probably not super complicated to program, but it's just like I love that they thought of it and we're yeah. like we're gonna do it. You yeah. know, yeah. they they know what matters. Like they put their effort into things that are important for the game. And, you know, I, I'm assuming there was no crunching making this game. You know what I mean? Could like, you imagine if, like, Scavenger Studio is, like, working like a dog, you know, yeah. like, to make this lo-fi. Take the game at your own pace, but not you. Yeah. <laughs> I think, oh man, may, I hope I'm not mistaking this with another studio, but I thought I read something like this game didn't sell well and they ended up, like, laying off a lot of oh, their no. employees. Yeah. I, I do, like, when I looked at their socials, it looked a little uh, quiet uh, post post season, oh, no. I, which yeah. makes me very sad. It's a it's a French studio, um, and their only and other game is like a, game. a mobile battle royale too. It's like a real. So that's that's sad because this is like they made money and then did a passion project and, and like, lost yeah. money. I wasn't was this um. I kind of remember this. This was a highlight on a. It was on a PlayStation on a showcase or like a state of play mm-hmm. or something like that. It was like on. It was their big set, like their big closer on their indie showcase. Yeah, um, that's okay, their website seems to be. Oh, uh oh. Why am I four or four and a half hours? I I googled <laughs> Scavenger Studio. Their website seems to be working, but then it also says, "What is the Scavenger Studio controversy?" Uh, yeah, this says that, that <gasps> well, they had okay, they had a bad workplace environment, 
Just like you said. And then they only sold, I'm reading on the Wikipedia, by June of that year, uh, they've only sold 60,000 units and they had to lay off uh, tons of employees until they only had 16 left. So... Okay. Guys, go, go play this game. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, damn. Because right. otherwise, well, all we're going to get is Battle Royales for the rest of our life. So please go support. Okay. Support belittling employees, you mean? No, 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 no. <laughs> Well, that's terrible, as always, that, you know, the game industry is is yeah. what it is here. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> do, they, do they address it at all, or did they They're just... That's that's their vibe. That's just their vibe. Oh, cool. The okay. vibes the vibes are there for the game, but not for the workers in the workplace. Well, oh, Ain't well, that, that, that just the way sucks. Well, that that'll do it for the Lions yeah, Game Podcast. Fuck. I'm like, no, um, yeah. I mean, uh, regardless, uh, not regardless of that, but you know, that's that's obviously terrible. But you know, I, to to what we're saying here, I think the the gameplay is 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 pretty remarkable and I yeah. think really like intentional and small. And I yeah. think that's something that's good. One former employee said that the CEO went quote full predator mode. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, I think this is a perfect time to yeah. take a quick break and we'll come back and, and come back and talk about ethics and, uh, the video yeah, that is history. really unfortunate. Okay. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Did everyone have time to reflect? Yeah, I would actually the like video to game issue industry? a complaint against uh, Lad Robert at the Lads. He's belittled me. Oh, <laughs> That's true. We have, no, we have no HR. We have no HR. Who are we talk to? We're just a family. Here, yeah, so we're, we're family. all a family. Yeah, I think. family. Yeah. We don't want to bring outside parties to mess that family vibe up. Uh, we were we were just saying off mic that like if we. If we're going to, unfortunately, if we're not going to talk about games that have a history of a problematic workplace studio, we're, we're kind of out of luck with, yeah. <laughs> with different... <laughs> Listen, blank, blanket statement here. Obviously, this is, it's like the world is a really fucked up place and we, there's a lot in art and everything. There's just so many fucking problems like this and it's so bad and yeah. like... But yeah, it's just so, it's unfortunately so prevalent all the time and it just pops up everywhere. It's, it's insane. Like you yeah. can't avoid it. Well, let's talk like, about the wonderful narrative that these employees crafted yeah. under immense pressure. And yeah, apparently under the gun. Like, yeah. um, I, I mean, I, I thought it was, you know, kind of going off of what you were saying in your intro, Jack. I read a lot of reviews similar to what you were saying that made it seem like this game was like pretentious, you know? And yeah, it's so that, shocking. To but, me. but I, you know, what I, I, I think I could see that, except that I think it's so obvious that this game is intended to be like poetry basically, which is going to feel prosy and yeah. like a little, you know, constantly metaphorical, I mean, almost to like a laughable extent at some points. But like, that's this is the style of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, obviously, no one thinks that this is a realistic way for people no. to speak or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. this is just it was such an intentional choice that well, I she, found great. She, and she's the main character primarily is speaking as if she's like narrating what she's writing in a diary. And I could see her being more like wordy. Yeah. You know, well, in, in, also in part of the world building of this story is that the people in this world are very um, cerebral. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. the story starts with this idea that the main character's friend has had this prophetic dream that the current season is going to end mm-hmm. and the new season will begin. AKA like this sort of cataclysmic event. Mm-hmm. And everyone takes it at face value. Like, that tells you what the world of this story is. Mm-hmm. is like, yeah. And the, you know, I, I think to jump just slightly ahead, like, one of my, I think the coolest thing about this game's world and the storytelling is the idea of the mind sicknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, that is probably, I, I'm like, honestly sad that that idea is relegated to like a five to six hour game and not a 400 page fantasy novel like that is such a fucking cool idea that it's like the way that people get sick in this world is like memory loss diseases and like breaks from reality but they're that's treated as like uh the flu basically Mm -hmm, you know or whatever and the whole idea of they build this town high up because for some reason altitude keeps your head clear you know it's like it's so interesting and i feel like 
those things, that idea of the mind sicknesses and this prophetic dream being like read it. Yep. That's okay. Cool. That's happening. Mm -hmm. Just tells you everything you need to know about how grounded this world is. And so I think because it sets that up really cleanly in the beginning, it makes the prosiness and the cerebralness and all that good stuff feel in the, it has an internal logic that works. It doesn't feel like we're just shoving this type of prose in there. You know, I love the, um, the, uh, sequence when you go into one of the temples and there's the field of those purple flowers and you're sort of inundated with this, like, you know, everyone's thoughts and and conversations or like whatever, like memories and Mm -hmm. like the idea that the the pendant like protects you from essentially like getting sick. Right. It's like the idea. I mean, so cool and and not you know not only that but there's there's these kind of we've talked a lot about it just like cool vibes like and kind of fun and like at your own pace but there's some like darker stuff in there too All like the soldiers the, that the, are sold, the sleeping that, soldiers that's haunting, haunting. Yeah. yeah i i think um in in general not to go back to vibes but that soldier um area is very uh, or it's one example of several things I can think of that made this game kind of creepy to play yeah. uh, and spooky. And I really enjoyed that because I feel like every time I came up on a character because they were so few and far between um, in a good way, I guess, uh, as compared to some of the other things I've talked about, like it always made me think like, what's your, what's your deal? Like, are you a bad guy? Are you a good guy? Yeah. And, like, and they all turned out to be good. Yeah. But man, when I first came up on that truck driver, I was like, this, something's weird with this guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Something is up. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that. What was everyone's favorite, like, um, you know, Vignette. side quest or whatever. Yeah. I, I think mine was the boy and, um, his, his mother packing. Yeah. Did you do the, um, the bike, the bike tour? I, I, I was going to say bike tour. just as like to be different. Cause I agree. My favorite was also the, the mother, um, packing up sequence, but I, I didn't. Like, I didn't necessarily love the entirety of the bike tour, but I loved when you got to the grave and you sit and he sits uh, yeah. with, uh, with the main character and all that. That was very fun. Yeah. I really, I, I know I already said this, I the conversation with the elder I found fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was such a cool intro to the world building. I love the whole thing of the, the ship cities, like, and mm-hmm. the... The mm-hmm. introduction of the lights that signal the season change, you know, I thought yeah. was so cool. I also did really enjoy um, the artist in the woods, you know, oh, yeah. with all the sculptures and everything, mm-hmm. and her being so disillusioned with her own art. I yeah. thought was really interesting. Um, the last character, you oh, meet, the sage the or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. the monk guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was fun. His little RV. Yeah, yeah his, the RV was really cool. All the vignettes were really good. Like, I, there weren't any skips. I enjoyed the, the little, like, sea monster guy that you met at the end. He was... <gasps> oh, that was yeah. a great oh, way to end. I changed my mind. I forgot. That was my favorite moment of this entire game was mm-hmm. seeing that he had the book, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was... um That he was also out on a mission to, like, collect yeah. the memories of the season. And so this sort cool. of soft world building of, like, he speaks a different language of mm-hmm. some kind. We have no idea what it is, but they communicate with these pictures. And, yeah. Oh, that was so... That the, like, fo- my- There's, like, the photo... I think, right? Like, they take photos they take together. They take a photo together, together. Yes. Yeah. And, because- like, when... Um, if you if you do the ending where she forgets, which I'll, I'll be mm-hmm. curious to hear which ending you guys did, but... um. You do the ending where she forgets. It's like there's a moment, I think, where they look at the picture of the two of them. She or she looks at the picture of the two of them. So it's like, oh, I know this person. Yeah, like, yeah. Or I took a picture with them at least, you know. Yeah. So I really uh I really like that because I, I think that I probably would have still been satisfied if the ending was just leaving Tang Valley and then like it's saying like, yeah, and then the world reset. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for playing or whatever. I probably would have been like, oh, cool. And then like there's a little space there for me to wonder what happened next. But that yeah, that last epilogue sequence almost of of being dropped off on the beach and then it really got me. Yeah, yeah. finding that and guy. Cool turning effects the too on. with the grid on the ocean. It was like oh, oh, it was yeah. like I was like, oh, this is like weird. Yeah, and, fun. and yeah. that those like the last shots of the oh, the, the woman walking out the, in the, oh, the big yeah, we city. Didn't talk about that. Well, yeah. knowing that. I love that from the beginning, you know that her mission was successful because yeah, clearly yeah. this person is reading it in the, yeah. whatever it's called, the Palace de Musée or yeah, whatever. Right, right. Um, that was really, really smart. And then like stepping out and it's like this futuristic kind of like metropolitan like city yes. or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was really, really smart and really interesting storytelling. Um, yeah. I, I'll just go ahead and ask it. Which ending did you guys do? Did you keep the pendant or did you break it? 
I kept it. I believe I they kept it was meaning you got to keep your memories. You keep your correct. memories, yeah. yeah. I I believe I kept it oh, as I, well. I I'm broke think, it. I'm thinking because because there's and I'm you know it's it's uh, to be fair it's been a, a bit since yeah, I played it but yeah. there's one scenario where it's like a it's a danger right if you yes yeah, so the idea is that the stakes are that she's like can I break my pendant to try to cast a protective spell over people the people around me these people that I've met to protect their memories yeah could I share the magic with everybody and risk my own life and my own my own memories. Mm-hmm. Or should I keep it and protect my own memories? God, I, I wish broke it. This after you've explained okay. it that way, I broke it. I, I broke this it. is gonna sound like I <clears throat> didn't actually like this game this much because I'm spacing on what I chose. But I, it it has been like a month since. I mean, I it, did but this, this but I think this is the good thing about the two endings is that it doesn't feel like one is right or wrong. I, it just yeah. is like I'm pretty sure that I chose to keep it. And it was another one of those choices that, you know, I sat on the screen for a second trying to decide. Um, And I think, I think I came down on this idea of like, okay, yes, it's the, the selfish ending of sorts. Like I'm choosing to like keep my own safety, but I I think I interpreted it as like, I have a mission. My obligation is not to these people immediately here. My obligation is to the people of the future. And I feel like I needed to keep yeah. my memory to bring that, yeah. so I, I'm I'm pretty sure I kept it. Yeah. Well, you should. I mean, you should watch both. On you can. I, it I definitely haven't seen. You the should other watch one. both. It's they're both really good. I mm-hmm. honestly, the keep it one I think is also really cool because it's kind of I, if I remember correctly, it is kind of doing that. What you're saying is like she's like I'm the shepherd yep. of this memory. And again, this is what is cool about it. It's asking you what do you think this game is about? Is it about the idea that we need people who are dedicated to preserving mm-hmm. memory? like her or is it a game about the fact that all memory is fleeting and all you can hope for is that someone will find your scrapbook mm-hmm. as it you know so to speak mm-hmm. and remember for you mm-hmm. you know like because that's sort of what the that moment is at the end where the person walks out of the museum and like yeah. lies down on their back is yeah. sort of like this person is doing the thing that her father told her to do her father is gone, but she remembers that he told her yeah. to do this and now this person remembers that she yeah. her father told her and so it's like it just it's like all reaching it's all roads lead to Rome kind of mm-hmm. you know it's all saying memory and preservation is important but it's just asking for your input on the finesse of how that message is delivered and I think that's like really smart and interesting and yeah. again neither one feels right or wrong or bad or good it's just it's like asking what do you think yeah mm-hmm. and depending on how you played the game I mean the, the, you don't have like that much agency into her like thoughts but like uh, depending on how you interpreted the character and the mission throughout the entire yeah. time probably changed a bit as you were going around yeah and, like mm-hmm. you know it's the oh I start to care for these people but like am I caring for them by keeping them alive for you know however brief that may be or am I you know yeah. protecting them more by bringing their memory or their art or whatever like that yeah. kind of thing so yeah it's really it's really thoughtful and, really interesting. and, and interesting and emotional and yeah. um uh I, I i really loved it i I, yeah. I think about this quite often i will it's say so the one thing i like about the uh the breaking the pendant ending is that there's a cool bit of moment where um when the season changes where she's on the boat and he's the he's she's on the boat with that guy and it's like they both like look at each other and there's in her narration, she's like, I don't know who this guy is. And he clearly doesn't know who I am. And like, we both are like, how the fuck did we get on this boat together? And I thought that was a really cool moment. This idea of like, cause it, it is played very peacefully, even though it is like kind of scary sounding. Yeah. This idea yeah. of like, Oh my God, where am I? How did I get here? Who am I? But it's like, she talks a lot about like, you know, but I felt a trust or whatever with the yeah. spell. We're both, on this boat together. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's, well, they look at they look at the photo. They look at the photo. And yeah. I think in in my ending, right, she shows the photo. She to like him. shows it to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's cool. Like, don't, 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 yeah, don't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it's it's a really really cool story. Really interesting idea. Yeah. I, again, I'm really that the world building. I think is. So cool. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of great ideas presented in here, both both that exist in our world and we can recall from and, and like kind of new ideas. It's yeah. this it's a really it's also a really unique take on the end of the world. You know, mm-hmm. because we've seen yeah. that so many different times and and generally I feel like it feels like a, a uh oh no, the world's ending, we gotta like save it or whatever, but that's not yeah. like really what this was. Well, I know? feel like mm-hmm. apocalypse is always construed as a device as like 
big mushroom cloud explosion, you know? It's like, and it's rapture ideology, Ragnarok, that kind of thing. I like that this story's take on Apocalypse is like, no, the world's still here. It's Mm -hmm. just everyone kind of resets. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's not trying to stop the apocalypse yeah. right. and it's, it's an inevitability it's that happen. is happening yeah. Yeah. it's like how are you going to handle that yeah yeah uh, which so I think good. is a cool take on cataclysm mm-hmm. yeah I mean you know I'm sure we can interpret that as many different things I'm sure but um, yeah yeah amazing I, I mean I don't really have much to say else we want to no. just yeah. uh, no let's wrap just wrap up. it up okay, yeah cool. we'll be right back we'll, with, uh, we'll be right back with uh, our final ratings and thoughts Welcome back, uh, Land Jack. Yeah. So, uh, as I said before, four out of five. Um, not facing any particular direction. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to have it face a particular direction. Sorry, four facing four. Okay. okay. It's a four. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm facing it a four facing in. <laughs> it's a four. <laughs> so it's a four. Um, yeah, I'm really relieved. I feel like um, I feel like I always start the seasons really strong because last mm-hmm. season was Celeste, and then mm-hmm. and the season was season obviously it's all downhill from here baby it's all downhill for sure well we'll get into it (laughs) our next one but um yeah it's i i really was so relieved to play against like oh that was so fun and lovely and Mm -hmm. um this was also a game i told you this robert actually where i was like i feel like this is a great game for people who aren't big video game people but might be like curious i was like i think jules would really like this game honestly yeah Mm -hmm. because it's just like scrapbooking and shelby would like this game too actually yeah like i feel like it would be it's just like a really it's easy, it's accessible, but it's and you can put as much or as little as you want into it, and it tells a nice little story. You know, yeah. it's like a really great way. It's kind of gives stray to me where it's like, this is such a game that I can hand to anybody with confidence and be like, you'll have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about it. And um, I think that's really refreshing, especially because I just feel like skill ceilings are getting crazy sometimes with games. Like yeah. it's just it's not for I any buddy other than hard the hardest of gamers you know yeah. which and there should be space for that but i don't know it's it's refreshing to see something that's like more welcoming yeah totally. um and yeah i loved the take on it um i um i love the singularity of it is always refreshing to me again i know we always talk we always talk about this with these smaller games you guys talk about the the cap Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like to me again it's just like these games are I would play a million of these like they're mm-hmm. limitless in my mind this was obviously not like the perfect game for me but it, it still was just so fun and refreshing and a night a nice way to dip into the the cool waters of season four yeah <laughs> totally so yeah amazing yeah I am uh, also at a four it was so but fun which way is it facing definitely face into 4.5 mm-hmm. um, I think like looking at the constitution language 4.5 is like is very, very heavy with praise. And there's something about this game, not just with the gameplay being a cap, but also like the mellow vibes almost feel like there's there's a cap as well. But regardless of that, it was awesome. Like, I, I really think this is a must play. Like, you should play this game if you're listening to this podcast. It's Maybe um, pirate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe perhaps. Well, it doesn't matter because it sounds like the studio is going to not be around. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so, so sad. But um, but yeah, no. Purely looking at just what the game is, yeah, you should not. play it. Um, so, yeah, really. Uh, again, g- gives you a lot to think about, which is fun. Um, I feel like yeah. While the gameplay is very simple, like my mind was constantly uh, working itself yeah. as I was um, you know contemplating all. Is that hard very, for you? It, it, is it you really know, hard? Gets me sweat. Gets me sweat. <laughs> Uh, but no, it made me uh, made me think a lot uh, as I as I went through these um, these decisions um, as a cozy, nostalgic kind of spooky atmosphere as well. That's uh, that's very compelling. Um, and yeah, uh, just top to bottom, great. I, as I said, like the best praise I can give is that it's an indie game that lands its tricks nine out of ten times, um, which is nice because a lot of the times indie games don't. A lot of times we give indie games like a a little like, ah, you tried and we we like it, but you didn't do it well. This one really does its stuff well. Um, So yeah, uh, season is a four. Nice. Before you go, Robert, I just, I love what you said. You always do this in these, the wrap ups where you kind of give it like those, you know, like, um, like sports commentators sort Mm -hmm. of give it like, 
when they're especially like predicting games or whatever like this is my lock of the week like yeah. this one for sure it's like I love that you were like this is my must play <laughs> like yeah. I'm giving it Jimmy's patented must yeah. play <laughs> yeah. you check out this game coming out of France guys yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, amazing yeah uh, four out of five um, I, you know I think well I was gonna say I think I started the podcast with it leaning down mm. and I think I'm ending it with it leaning up Potentially, hey. <laughs> um, just in, upon reflection here, uh, so we jumped up a full point, three point five to four point. Well, it was more like a three point eight to like a four point two. So, so granular, like gotcha. yeah. Um, We're, yeah, we, we should do the tenths of a point. Yeah, this is in four. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, I had a really great time playing it. Um, I, I think it kind of, especially coming right off of Stray Gods, you know, which mm-hmm. I think was. Tr- in a similar vein, like a smaller game that had somewhat of a unique like mechanic to it. I think this like really like nailed it compared to um, Stray Gods. Uh, so I had a really great time. I th- I I've been I was definitely thinking about it a lot like when we were playing it, and I've I've continued to think about it afterwards. And I can I can picture very clear moments in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- I think that's usually yeah. like a sign of a good game to me, where I'm recalling a specific scene or sequence or yeah. something like that, and the game isn't like that it's you know just completely gone i remember like blurs of it but this i'm like oh i really can picture the photograph or you know the sound of it well so, you kept the pendants so that's why you remember the pendant yeah so um yeah i mean i i echo everything that everyone said i what, what an amazing start to uh to to season four um this game gets a four lines for me yeah i think we should start um naming our podcast episodes as in we're reviewing this game, but bashing a game from earlier. It really that, yeah. seems like these episodes take on the structure of this game rocks as compared to this, like, yeah. this fucking piece of garbage. Yeah. Well, so Straight it's, it's, it's it helps, not, but like it, it helps make your point of like, oh, this, what I was saying about this other game, this is what I mean, because here's a good way or a bad way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. And I, it's just funny how often it comes up. Yeah, yeah I, I hate to be overly comparative with art, yeah. especially when they're so different. But I do think that in this case, like, Stray Gods, there's a lot of similarities I can draw between the two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, well, wow, what a great start to season four. I sure hope it doesn't go downhill. Yeah, I'm sure the next game will be amazing. Just as good. Just as good. No notes. And we don't know what that is yet right, at this no. moment. But uh, hopefully hopefully the Oracle will provide us with some some good food yeah. uh, coming up soon. I'm and we'll, we'll regurgitate that food to the babies. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a mama bird. That's exactly yeah. The what... oracle gives us the food that we <laughs> give to the babies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Lads Who Game podcast. Be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're looking for more Lads content, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Lads Who Game, and head to our website, ladswhogame.com, for write-ups, ratings, and guest essays. You can also check us out on our Twitch channel to watch us stream our current game, Fortnite, RuneScape, and more.